0: This is the best of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Live from the Geico, OutKick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote, and we're brought to you by TrueCar. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices, and with TrueCar. You've got a star on your roster, so when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar. Car. True Cash Offer, not available in all areas. Last night, Purdue killed me. In particular, Ryan Klein played one of the most incredible Sweet 16 games that I have ever seen in my life. He went 7 for 10 from 3. If you weren't watching last night, he basically painted a masterpiece, hitting one tough shot after another, 7-for-10 from three. Would have probably gone 14-for-17 if he hadn't been playing with four fouls for much of the second half. He was a one-man wrecking crew. And he, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom style, ripped out my still beating heart and held it up for all the world to see. I am too old to care as much about sports as I do. I'm thinking about retiring as a fan. Granted, it was a tough loss if you were a Tennessee fan. And by the way, there were only four games played yesterday. Three of them were not really that good at games, right? Gonzaga went out and basically had control from the opening tip to the end of the game. Congrats to the Zags, their third Elite Eight in five years. You had an utterly atrocious game between Texas Tech and Michigan that Texas Tech thoroughly dominated. You had a game between Oregon and Virginia, which was a slop fest, and Oregon never really could create any distance between itself and UVA. And ultimately, down the stretch, you felt like UVA was going to find a way to get in and advance. And then you had a classic overtime game between Tennessee and Purdue, with Purdue up 18 in the second half, and then Tennessee just takes control, gets up three multiple times down the stretch, is up two with two and a half seconds or so to play. Fouls the three-point shooter on a very questionable call after the inbound pass took like eight seconds. By the way, I don't know if there's been a five-second call on an inbounds pass in the NCAA tournament this season. They just don't call that anymore. You got the one place where you can't allow that ball to be inbounded is to the corner right in front of the inbounding passer because that corner is the only look that Purdue could have had in that situation to beat you. So you would think defensively the one thing you wouldn't allow is a three-point attempt from the closed corner. Um, make you know, Run them off the three-point line. If you get the ball inside the three-point line, you get a jumper. Worst case scenario, you go to overtime with a tie. Purdue gets the foul call, and I thought it was a borderline foul call. I think a lot of times that call would not be made. Um, but foul call is made, uh, and uh, two out of three free throws are made, and then we go into overtime. Purdue wins it there. Uh, but just an incredible, legendary win if you are a Purdue fan to advance you to your first Elite Eight in 20 years, basically, a generation. And if you are a Tennessee fan like I am – A kind of loss that's going to haunt you probably for the rest of your life. And we talk a lot about which states and which teams are the most cursed when it comes to big games. We've done that on this show. Certainly, Minneapolis is a city that's star-crossed. Buffalo, city that has seen a lot of losses. Atlanta has been a long time between championships. The entire state of Tennessee, I believe, is cursed right now when you look at the ways the best teams have found a way to lose in the best possible and the worst possible ways. Uh, And that goes from West Tennessee with Memphis. If you remember, John Calipari's team managing to give up a nine-point lead late against Kansas Uh, In what should have been a Memphis uh, championship, the Tigers choked down the stretch and Kansas snagged that title, Uh, all the way to the eastern part of the state where the University of Tennessee basically, it would seem, exists to lose an excruciating, I can't believe I just saw that fashion, to the middle part of Tennessee where the Tennessee Titans may have the most iconic loss in Super Bowl history with Kevin Dyson coming a yard short to the Nashville Predators losing, uh, and uh, and no championships. The state of Tennessee is one of the few where there is a NBA team, and an NHL team, and an NFL team, and the state has never won a pro sports championship ever. Now, some of those franchises are still relatively new. But you've got full generations now of futility. And this Tennessee performance is all going to be slotted in there uh, in the years uh, and weeks and months ahead. Just an utterly crushing defeat. And honestly, not going to lie, I slept like maybe two and a half hours last night. I am going to be 40 next week. And I still can't sleep after bad losses, uh, tough losses for the teams that I root for. And as I'm laying there staring at the ceiling, I'm really thinking that maybe I should retire as a sports fan. I've had a good run. Two generations of caring about games. I'm not sure that I can take it for another two generations. Assuming I live to be around 80, I'm not sure I'm getting a good return on my investment here. I can still watch all the games. I can gamble on them. I can enjoy the storylines. But I'm not sure that I'm getting a good return on my investment at this point. This kid, Ryan Klein, pulling my still-beating heart out of my chest, I'm not sure that it's worth it. The highs, the lows, the ebbs, the flows. At some point, you become old enough and you look back and you think to yourself, what am I doing with my life here? Do I really want to be a fan anymore? Am I overreacting? Danny G, am I overreacting here,
4: or should I retire as a fan? You're overreacting. I don't know. We, don't, heard, we heard you like this when Mariota didn't play in the playoffs I was, at the end of last I, season. I was angry about
3: Mariota not playing in the True. playoffs, but I'm sitting around thinking, what could I do if I just watched games and didn't really care that much about the outcome and just
4: enjoyed the game? Ah, boo. Then you'll turn into Dan Patrick. Boo. I mean, I I love D. Maybe Patrick's got it right. Maybe I shouldn't be a fan anymore. See, I like the DP show a lot, but... There's been times where I hear him explain to the Danettes about how he doesn't root for any certain team. And it sounds too much like I'm a journalist and I have sources and I've heard Colin do this too. And I I don't know, man, we're all fans in one way or another. And so we like it. Twitter blew the F up last night when it looked like Tennessee was going to go down. And some haters were a little premature there because when it looked like Tennessee may not come back in the second half. There were already people getting on you, and I tweeted back to those people saying, "Hey, wait, wait a second Yeah, see, I don't. Looks really like the balls are making a, a little bit of a run here. Yeah, you disappeared at halftime. You were really honest about how bad it looked for Tennessee, and then I noticed until the very end of the game when you were biting your nails, you stayed off of your Twitter. I, I
3: try not to tweet that much during the course of games because one, things can change one way or the other. Two, like last night, Tennessee got on such a run, I didn't want to jinx it. And I really thought that they were going to win that game. And if uh, Klein had not been hitting the most improbable... Like, I feel like that guy is going to come out against UVA now and go one for 12 from three, right? And take the exact same shots... He's going to pull a
4: Fletcher McGee.
3: Yeah, he's going to pull a Fletch. He's going to come out and miss everything after hitting everything on last night. And you just hate to lose because one guy has the game of his life. And the step-back three that he hit, if you were watching this game last night with like 38 seconds to play or whatever, Tennessee is up three. And this uh, this guy, uh, Klein, does a step-back three and drains it to tie the game, even before you get to the end and the foul. You know, on the on the three point shot, that was the play. Honestly, if I could go back and change any of them, it would be because if he misses that step back three, uh, you know, when he takes that shot, Tennessee's in perfect spot to get the rebound, right? And so, uh, if Tennessee gets the rebound there, assuming he misses it, uh, then the game's over, right? You get the foul. Tennessee hits one out of two. You're up four with 30 seconds to play, and it's really difficult to figure out how they can lose that game. So, to me, the biggest shot, and I know a lot of people are going to focus on the should they or should they not have called the foul on the uh, on with two, you know 1.7 seconds left or whatever it was um, after the eight ba- eight second inbounds uh, non call. <laughs> But the, yeah, there was, there was
4: 1.7 on the clock when they called the foul on Carson Edwards. Yeah. And
3: then Tennessee has that ridiculous inbounds play that clearly they got a timeout called with like 0.6 seconds left. And they're like, well, sorry, we only have 0.1 seconds left in the game. Yeah. That
4: was stupid. It's, it's when we recognize the timeout being called. Come on. They were calling it as soon as the ball got to midcourt. But Clay, I'm surprised you didn't mention this before the foul call on that three pointer. Um, I thought that the ball went off of Purdue out of bounds.
3: Yeah, I think they reviewed that, and I think there was like that's how fine the line is, just to to excruciate me even more. I don't think the ball touched him, and and I think at least the angles they had, it didn't look like the ball touched him. But that's two straight years for Tennessee where there has been on the final possession basically a uh, a, a who did it go off of controversy if they had gotten you know like another inch uh to touch the guy in the uh in the uh, game against Loyola of Chicago Tennessee would have won that one instead of losing in excruciating fashion and obviously if the ball had just happened to glance off of Purdue uh in that scenario uh then I I think uh you know Tennessee would have won that one because there would have been 2.5 seconds left you're inbounding the ball you've got an automatic foul happening and You make your free throws even if you don't make your free throws uh it's almost impossible for purdue to come back down and uh and win because you just got to inbound the ball basically so i just i am still utterly crushed this is one of those games where you're going to sit and stare at the wall for a decade thinking about and again i'm at the age of 40 i'm just not sure my teams are ever going to win and so what's my investment here what's my payoff versus what's my investment uh, in, uh, in terms of the outcome. And, uh, I'm thinking I'm not getting a good return on my investment. I really am. And, uh, and I could still watch all the games. It's not like I'm not going to watch, but if I just watch them casually to see what's going to happen, I feel like my world might be better. I really do.
4: Well, our boss had this conversation with you at the Super Bowl, remember, because he's a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, long-suffering, and he was telling you, you have to believe as a fan, even though things may look bleak, you have to pop a couple of M drives this morning, Clay, shake it off. Tennessee did advance way farther than a lot of people predicted before the college season began. Not really. I mean, they were number one in the country for a month. For a month, but I'm talking, what a two-year turnaround for the team.
3: Yeah, I don't really care about the turnaround. Uh, you I don't. have
4: to because I mean, Rick
3: this- Barnes is now one ten and one in his last twelve games against the spread in the NCAA tournament. One ten and one. What? Tell me why I should have faith if if the goal is to win a championship. That suddenly Rick Barnes, whos one ten and one against the spread, is going to go into the NCAA tournament and win six straight games, or even win four straight and go to the Final Four. Hey, I'm trying which to help would have been you, an incredible accomplishment.
4: I'm trying to help you pull some positives out of this. What there was are it? no was positives. It, it was three years ago that people were making fun of that program.
3: Yeah, I, I don't care about the trajectory between stinking to being decent. Right? The question is, can you go from decent? To championship. And if you look at the last 12 games in the NCAA tournament, Rick Barnes, good coach. I think he can get you to the round of 32. I think he can get you to the round of 16. In his last 12 NCAA tournament games, his team is 110 and 1. So, what reason do I have to believe that Rick Barnes is going to win a championship at Tennessee? Why should I invest? This isn't just me. I'm going to make all of you stare deep into the abyss right now. Why should you invest? The most of the time, your team is not going to win a championship. In fact, most of the time, your team is not going to remotely contend. And so I'm legitimately considering hanging it up. I had a good two uh, two generation run. I can come on, I'll still talk about sports, still hang out, but I might have to retire. I might have to retire as a fan. This is this is my thoughts three hours after three hours or two hours and 45 minutes or whatever the heck it was of sleep after watching that purdue game against tennessee i'll open up the phone lines are our phones working
4: yeah they put dub inside the wsix studios this morning
3: that's uh that's bobby bones's studio yeah uh dub are the phones working there we're about to find out all right should i retire should i retire as a fan Eight, seven, seven, nine, nine, six, six, three, six, nine. Are my best days past me. Could retire my Jersey. Could have a nice moment watching my, my Jersey go up to the, up to the fan ceiling Can bring the kids say, Hey, look, there's dad's fan Jersey it's going up into the rafters. <laughs> this
4: is really going to help your son's
3: bio project. My son. Yeah. Did I talk about that on the show? I can't even remember you did yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. I did talk about the fact that my son, yeah. Uh, I, uh, so I will open up the phone lines because
4: now he could put years next to may, your fan career.
3: That's right. That's right. And there may be other people out there who can call in and say, you know what, I retired as a fan too. And what your reaction was? Has it been a good move? Have you had a good post fan retire uh, career? Lots of people out there retired. You quit your job. Say I've done enough. Uh, I, I, you know I've, I've burned the midnight oil. I have done the good, fought the good fight. But I'm tired of, of laboring for money now. I don't get paid anything to be a fan. Should I retire as a fan? I think I might have to do it. That's my thoughts right now. It's like Gronk, you know after right after they say, don't immediately after the game, tough loss, make a decision. Gronk said, I, you know I'm gonna think about it. Right now, I'm inclined to retire as a fan. There's not really anything that I have to root for that it will exist until fall, right? Like I, so I've got a long off season of not really caring about any sports outcome other than the ones that i bet on and make it clear i'm not talking about stopping to gamble i'm not talking about watching sports less i'm just saying in terms of rooting for my team is it time for me to retire is there anybody else who has a national show that is as much of an of of a fan as i am
4: oh yeah jason smith uh, he does evenings here on, on the network, and he's a huge Mets fan and a hu- huge New York Jets fan. That
3: poor bastard. I don't know why oh, he's yeah. even a lot. <laughs> if you're a Mets and a Jets fan, you should definitely retire. There's no reason whatsoever for you to watch your teams play. Mets are 1-0, on pace to be 162-0, I guess, yep. in the mind of Mets
4: fans. And then, of course, our friend Ben Maller is a huge Clippers fan. I don't and, know how that even happens. Yeah, and then it's following the Rams once they came back to Southern California.
3: Yeah, I mean at least the Rams are decent, but I don't know. I, I as as probably I, this probably I don't think this is an exaggeration. As probably the most prominent Tennessee f- sports fan in the media, I think that's fair. It's not that high of a standard, but I probably am. I'm. I, they, they have almost broken me. The last night's game almost broke me. I mean it, the the number of improbable ways. That they have found to lose fouling a guy in the Sweet 16 up two on a three pointer is is right up there. As I mean, now you missed the first free throw, but in terms of ways that that you could just devastate the fan base that roots for you, I'm not sure there's a more Tennessee way to lose than that.
4: You know how many brackets got tore apart? I don't. To, that was no. That no, was the I will first. Say that, I think a lot of people, especially that listened to this show had tennessee at least going to yeah, their final th- this four this
3: whole like my bracket thing is one of the stupid. That's like, of no, all the not. things that sports fans talk about your bracket is even less interesting than your fantasy football team. man you're really no this no morning. this is true anybody who talks about their fantasy football team needs to shut up it's a made-up team Nobody cares, <laughs> nobody cares about your fantasy
4: football team. Nobody cares about your. bracket. This isn't fantasy unless, football, though. We all care about our no, brackets. That's th- th- the fun nobody, of the tournament.
3: You caring about your bracket is fine. You talking about your bracket, it, nobody cares.
4: Well, I won't right. mention then that I had Gonzaga. Nobody I had cares Texas Tech, about I had Virginia. your bracket unless you are. I also had the Tennessee. who was
3: 50 and 0 or whatever it was i think he was for this is not perfect
4: thanks tennessee he wants
3: to know how tennessee lets everybody down the poor bastard picked 49 straight right games and then his bracket (laughs) fell apart on his perfect bracket quest because the poor bastard had the 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 unfortunate oh the guy uh, you were
4: talking about yesterday
3: yeah he was 49 for 49 and then he picked tennessee and they fouled a three-point shooter and they lose. And he's like, man, that was a tough loss. I'm like, no, that's what happens when you root for Tennessee athletics. I'm going to open up the phone lines. Should I retire as a sports fan? Long off no. season now. So I'm going to come back in September. Tennessee's going to be mediocre to bad in football. And then they will be, you know, 15 or so in basketball. And Rick Barnes will lose on the, uh, you know, second day of the NCAA tournament. Because that's what Rick Barnes does. And uh we'll be right back here all over again
4: well fox has you out here in la quite a bit we could get you a dodgers hat did you see the eight home runs yesterday
3: yeah the dodgers are not going to win the world series i don't care i know you dodger fans are optimistic even with you dodger saying dog,
4: that they're definitely the going to win rated
3: most overrated stadium food ever the dodger dog not even any good they're gonna find Wrong. a way to lose 877-996-6369 is this the most depressing opening to the show ever yeah thanks to you uh should i retire as a sports fan uh what do we have what do i need to talk about hulu oh hulu that's one of the things i could do if i retired as a sports fan there's so many tv shows i could watch that i'm not watching now after the game i couldn't fall asleep last night my wife is watching some british show called catastrophe it's really good i've never even heard of it racist what am i doing with my life how's it racist
4: because you pointed out it was a British racist. show.
3: What's well, not racist? To think, point it, they speak with accents and it's
4: filmed in London. See, why do you have to point out that they speak with accents? Yeah.
3: Because they. it's a great show. It's really funny. I didn't racist. know it existed, though. I'm like, this is a really good show. My wife's like, yeah, I watch it. It's really, it's really outstanding. And I said, well, I didn't even know this show existed. She said, that's because you watch sports all the time. Think of all the things that I'm missing in life that I have no idea exists because I'm getting my heart pulled out while it's still beating by that ryan klein dude who has the game of his life never going to make another three-pointer that matters but he made them all against my team all the hulu shows that are out there what's it's the handmaid's tale everybody loves the handmaid's tale i've never even seen it all the things out there in the world that i'm missing because i'm watching my teams break my heart it's uh i want to remind you that you can watch every tournament game live on hulu and if you don't want to watch tournament games on Hulu, you can also watch tons of great shows. But if you want to watch a tournament game and you want your team to lose and you want your heart to be pulled out while it's still beating, you can watch every moment of the tourney live on Hulu. Everyone knows that Hulu has tons of shows and movies plus exclusive originals like The Handmaid's Tale. But what not everyone knows is that you can get Hulu plus live TV for news and sports like the tournament. That's why once you get Hulu... It will ruin TV for you forever. Start your free trial today at Hulu.com. Outkick jury, should I retire from sports as a fan? This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: the other thing is, I think you have to factor in who you lose to when you decide whether or not you should retire. When you lose to Purdue, Purdue never wins anything. Losing to Purdue is like, it's a it's a moment of, man, we really do suck. And I don't mean that as any negative to Purdue. It's just Purdue never wins anything either. It's one thing if your team loses and it's like, oh, we lost to a dynasty right like if your team loses to the patriots in the playoffs like the kansas city chiefs did i think it's hard to be like oh man like this as a fan is like unbelievably difficult to take purdue's not going to win anything even purdue fans listening to me right now are like yeah we're not going to win the national championship because we're purdue you might beat uva i don't think that you will but then you'll lose if you go to the final four like purdue's not going to win a championship. If you lose to a championship caliber team, you can be like, okay, well, we lost to a team that may go on and win the championship. But Purdue, come on. That's like losing to, I don't know, Illinois, right? Like, no offense to Illinois, but Illinois fans are like, yeah, you know, we're not going to win anything either. You lose to Duke. You lose to Kentucky. You lose to, uh, you know, uh, UNC.
2: Yeah, but you still lose, though.
3: Yeah, but those are teams that are championship-caliber teams. I think yeah, it's the easier end to same lose. Though. It's much easier for Kansas City Chiefs fans in uh, who lost in the AFC championship game to be like, hey, we lost to the Patriots than if they had lost to, I don't know, the Houston Texans. You lose to the Houston Texans, you're like, no offense, Houston Texan fans. You guys are never going to win anything either. Like, you're the Houston Texans. So when you lose to a team like Purdue, I think it's even more sobering because you're like, man, we suck and we lost to a team that usually loses all these games too. Purdue fans are usually the team that finds a way to choke away a game like this poll question is up. Should I retire as a fan? And it's (laughs) almost dead even. Uh, Let's go. Like, what do you guys think? Should I retire as a fan? I asked Danny G already. Eddie, what do you think? Should I retire as a fan?
1: No, no. What you do shouldn't. I
3: have to look forward to here?
2: Uh, you you never know. They're They're pu- not the gonna w- future, the Tennessee, future, is not I, I, this
3: I the Tennessee is not going to win. I I honestly believe this. I don't think that Tennessee is going to win another championship in my life. So I've got let's say I'm going to have a good ripe old age of 80. I've got another two generations of losing. Whereas there, I could retire and I could be watching Clay, all those Hulu shows Clay, stop. or Amazon Prime stop. or There are plenty, There's there are no plenty, idea what I'm missing. There are plenty of New England Patriots and Boston Red Sox fans out there who thought we'll never win anything. Yep. But you know what? And a, a lot of, of those people them. died. They, they did. Didn't they did. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of them didn't. No, so, But there's a lot of dead people out yeah. there that don't get any benefit from the Red Sox being good or the New England Patriots being good right now.
4: In all fairness, they weren't taking M-Drive, though
3: this is true i might live to 90 which means i got 50 years of losing and let's be honest the last 10 i probably won't remember that well so that won't count like there's probably people there's probably a guy out there who was a diehard new england patriot fan and then he got old and he's got alzheimer's and he doesn't even realize this dynasty's been going on for the last 15 years or he's dead died and the patriots sucked he'll never know otherwise uh, all right, let's go to uh, let's go to the phones, Dub. I don't have my laptop open. You tell me who's calling in, and also I just totally assume that the phones are not going to work. So let's see how this goes.
0: It's a new era in the phones, Clay, and we got Doug in Kansas City up first.
3: Doug, should I retire? I swear to God, he's he's on. I can't hear him. He's on. All there right, he is. There he is.
2: Hey,
3: what's up, Clay? Hey, Doug. How are you? <laughs> I swear to God, of all the
2: I I of all oh, the
3: days no, man. for the phones not to work, I slept two hey, and a Travis, half hours. You, I got a crap three point foul call with <laughs> two point five seconds left. Is it too much to ask for the GD phones to work? Who's there,
2: Doug? You there, Clay Travis? Yeah, I'm here,
1: baby. Talk. All right, sorry. Hey, first, first, I gotta, I gotta say, man, I love the echo in the
3: background. It's beautiful. I love talking through that. What is going so on? Off, Why do our phones not work?
4: Well, they are set up temporarily in Bobby Bones Studios because they are finishing the brand new phone system in our usual nashville studio
3: what is he complete? hold on put this uh numbskull num on on hold
4: yeah he's what's saying he's saying here? well usually usually we patch the callers so that they can hear you louder so roberto just took that away so maybe there will be no echo anymore
3: all right doug what's going on
0: we're gonna go to marty in kentucky
3: i'm sure that'll solve it kentucky always has great cell phone reception marty what's up Hello. yeah
4: yeah I swear to God, <laughs> Marty! Start talking. All right. Well, they're gonna just have to deal with the echo then. We... Uh,
3: I uh, I can't deal with it.
4: Hang up on Let's try one everybody. more. Let's third third time's a charm. Let's try one more.
0: All right. We got Jeff in Indiana.
4: Jeff, can you hear us, Jeff? Uh, yeah. All right. This is where you talk now. Turn off your phone, man. God. <laughs>
3: I can't deal with it. Let's go to break. This is OutKick.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Who's there? Doug, you there?
1: Clay Travis. Yeah, I'm here, baby.
0: Talk! Mr. Telephone Man, there's something wrong in my life.
3: Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We bring in Jeff Schwartz now. Jeff, uh, I don't know if you're hurting the show so far this morning, but I'm thinking about retiring uh, as a sports fan. I just i don't think I'm getting good bang for my buck. I slept two and a half hours last night just thinking about the way that the Tennessee-Purdue game ended. Uh, This happens far too frequently for me. I'm turning 40 next Saturday, like eight days from now. I think that I basically should hang it up. I I don't think there's much else out there for me. When's the last Um, time that you – I think it's different if you're actually involved in something. Like, so if I'm on a team and my team loses, I think it's perfectly fine to be crushed and be unable right. to sleep and everything else. When's the last time you were unable to sleep because one of your favorite teams lost?
1: One of my favorite teams oh, – I mean, look, the last game I played that was so crushing was when was the
3: game that you jinxed us when we were up 28 points. In yeah, the third you lost, lost in the playoffs. Season. But if you're playing in the game, I think it's yeah, totally acceptable fan... that you would be unable to sleep afterwards. Like I, I would be crushed. I mean, that, yeah. that makes sense.
1: Um, you know, Oregon losing to Ohio State in that championship game was pretty was pretty soul crushing because it just kind of led to the narrative again: of Oregon cannot beat a big dog. That was 2014 with with Mariota. Yeah, um, I mean the game against Auburn in 2010 when when Dyer, when Dyer was he was down. I mean I don't know I don't know how he wasn't. Um, that was pretty soul crushing. I remember in 2002, and the Giants have now won three World Series. I remember when they. When they lost, and you know, I was I was a young kid. I was like crushed for, like a week, it, like it like it was soul crushing. Otherwise, I mean, I've been I've had a good run. I mean, I'm a Lakers fan. I mean, the Giants were bad for a long time, but they won the three World Series. Oregon, I mean, look, Oregon just made just almost beat Virginia. Another, you know, we we outperform our talent probably in basketball more often than not. So, probably, I mean, look, Oregon football has the last couple of years. That's a bad loss i mean you know you go to arizona this year lose like 55 15 i mean that's pretty unacceptable but nothing like i don't really have many fan experiences like you had last night with tennessee and the way that ended and just the high expectations um of that team you know I just, I just i don't think i've had many there. and
3: i'm saying that it's it's not just the losing it's, it's losing lost. to purdue who also <laughs> never wins anything
1: and that, that kid, and that kid, and the kid, Colin. I tweeted this out. I mean, he dribbles like he plays at, at the local JCC, but he shoots like he's Steph Curry. I mean, that that shot he made right before was at the end of regulation, where he just dribbled for like twenty seconds at to the top of the key. He looked like he was going to find no no room to shoot whatsoever. He magically got open at the very end of the possession, nailed a three. I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, I tweeted out like, "Who's Purdue?" I didn't even know Purdue was good at basketball this year.
3: Yeah, look, I I don't begrudge losing to a team that you think can win a championship. But last year, Tennessee lost to Loyola of Chicago on that last second shot. If people remember, like the ball hit, like the rim, the backboard, the top of the glass. I mean, it's one of the most improbable (laughs) game-winning shots ever, right? Do you remember that shot? I mean, it hit like the rim five different places. It went off the backboard. I mean, it's like the greatest role in the history of basketball. Uh, And then last night, you foul with 2.5 seconds left. And I don't even think it was a foul. And also the guy took eight seconds to inbound the basketball and they don't call five-second inbound plays anymore. And if you shoot the ball, in my opinion, especially on a three, if you shoot the ball and get touched after the ball is, is, is released because you kick your feet out, I don't think that should be a foul. I think that should be a play-on situation.
1: It's not supposed to be, but the reason why the foul was called, and I saw Gene uh, Steratore tweet this out. By the way, did anyone realize that he was a, He was a college referee for like twenty years as well. I think mean, everyone sees him as on CBS for the NFL, but he he knows what he's doing in college basketball. He said that you know there was contact at the hip level, which there was. Now, I in that situation, as a referee, I wouldn't call it. It's one of those things where like we don't call, and I, knew, I think when the new NFL world, they're not going to call it. you like Hail Mary, you just don't call PI. Like we know you don't call PI. I feel like at this situation, you just don't call it. same as the end of the Duke UCF game. There were like three fouls there and the yeah. two fouls and one one non foul. I don't mean, think Taco fouled them. Um and they you know they just they, they just kinda like you kinda just let it go at the end of the games. And so, the shot got away for...
3: cleanly and he had a chance to yeah. win the game, and huh. then you have contact after the shot is away. I think you have to let call. that go, particularly given the scrambled nature of the situation. Like there's two seconds left. He's throwing up basically what is a prayer. And to me, you don't answer a prayer over contact that is relatively yeah. insignificant. That's the way that I would have officiated that. And by the way, I would honestly have the exact same opinion if Tennessee had been attempting the three in that same scenario. Like, you don't get bailed out by the official in that scenario, in my opinion. But the, 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 uh, the, the scenario in general... Here now that i'm questioning is whether i should just continue as a fan because i don't think i get much payoff and so
1: it's, it's it's the vols the titans who's your like you have an NBA, a baseball team
3: no that, i mean i grew up a a cincinnati reds fan because we got all their games but i basically like i don't care enough about major league baseball to take to, to like i've basically given away my baseball fandom um and uh, when they when they had the strike back in '94 or whatever, I'll pay attention. I'll watch the World Series every now and then, but I just don't care enough about baseball to to have a strong rooting yeah. interest. And in the NBA, like I enjoy the NBA playoffs and enjoy when there's good teams, uh, but I have no team that I that I root for. So yeah, it'd be giving up Tennessee men's basketball. Tennessee football and um, and uh, the Titans. And I really – I mean, like, I understand, like, people say, oh, you know, you can't give – like, I just don't think there's any championships on the horizon for any of these teams. Like, I and don't see it over balls the next –
1: the Lady Vols just fired their yeah,
3: coach. Women's, yeah, women's basketball doesn't count. Like, I if you're a women's <laughs> basketball fan, that's fine. But, yeah, like, you, if you're a fan of a, of a school, you can't go all the way down the flow chart and be like, hey, our badminton championship, like, we just kicked ass in bowling – you know, like I think going beyond, really going beyond men's baseball. I don't think you can care. If you love women's basketball, that's fine. But it's not like if Tennessee suddenly gets good in women's basketball and wins eight championships in a row, I'm going to be like, "See, I'm glad I stuck with my Tennessee fandom." No, it doesn't count.
1: We should we should do a, a, a poll on Twitter for your new sports team that you get to root for. No, I don't. I don't, don't
3: want to root for any team. I mean, other than the ones that I'm gambling on. It's not like I'm going to stop watching sports but you know if uh if I, if i'm watching and gambling on a regular sporting event like i'm like oh that sucks that was a bad beat but it's not like i lay in bed unable to sleep over the way a game went down <laughs> right even if um, i lose a ton of money like i lost thirty thousand dollars on the saints rams non-call and that yeah. sucked and i was like man this blows like it was awful but it's not like i was laying in bed staring at the ceiling over it like it's just it was a loss like this per freaking Purdue game I'm gonna be thinking about for the next forty years of my life.
1: I mean I, I yeah you might you might just have to quit cold turkey. You might just have to be done. No, no, who's Tennessee football have like non conference right? any big non conference game you just have to root for the other teams instead. I
3: haven't even started to pay attention to the non conference or the college football schedule. But I mean here's what I know. Alabama's gonna win by forty, Tennessee's gonna lose to Florida by twenty and you know they'll be six and six or seven and five and not very good. It's not like I'm missing that much there. Uh, I mean, I'll still watch the games because I watch every, you know, I watch college football all day, but I'm not going to get invested. And then Tennessee basketball with Rick Barnes, the dude is one ten and one in his last 12 games against the number in the NCAA tournament. He's a great guy, really nice guy, going to keep the program from sucking, but he's never going to do better than the Sweet 16. I just, I don't ever believe that Tennessee is going to advance beyond the Sweet 16. So, like, why, they've been to the Elite Eight once in the history of the basketball program, Uh, And I don't see if they can't go to the Final Four with this team in this bracket. I don't see when it's ever going to happen.
1: You should become a fan of the Oregon Ducks. We 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 constantly we we constantly overachieve in the the tournament. No, you
3: should come do another higher. I don't want to change it. I want to retire. (laughs) Like people retire from jobs, they don't take on other jobs. Like the purpose of retirement is you don't have to do this anymore. And by the way, a lot of people out there, my phone blew up. That our phone situation is similar to the McFlurry machines or the ice cream machines at McDonald's. Evidently, It'll those work. things never work.
1: I went to McDonald's in the Vegas Strip, I mean, in Fremont Street the other night. We, we were out in Vegas, and they didn't have McFlurries at this McDonald's. I was very upset. I, I never I never eat after dinner, and that night, I was, you know, it was like 11, 11 p.m. at night, we were listening to music on the Fremont, Fremont Street, and I was like, you know what? I want a McFlurry tonight. I <laughs> walked in
3: there, and they had no McFlurries. Were they out, or they just don't have the McFlurry machine?
1: They didn't have the machine. All they had was like a cone of a, a cone. I was like, no, 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 no. I want a McFlurry with Oreos and M&Ms right now. And they said they don't have any. So I was like, well, that's not fair. That, I don't like. I don't like you guys
3: anymore. I love that you went to Vegas and like your splurge was. I'm gonna get an ice cream cone.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't even get it.
3: it I mean, means, like whatever I, the McFlurry, the yeah, ice cream. No, what? I mean,
1: I just. I don't drink, so I mean, I had a cigar. We were out. I had a slice of pizza though, at like eleven o'clock at night. I was my. I texted my wife and I said I went wild tonight. I had a slice of pizza after dinner.
3: <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> what did you think of Vegas for the NCAA tournament?
1: Oh man, it, it it's a, it, it's fun. It's wild. It's exhausting though. Like, you have to. The first day on Thursday, I was exhausted by Thursday night. Like just sitting. I was in the Westgate for most of the time and. I've never been to Westgate anybody. It's just the screens everywhere and the, the atmosphere. And then you kind of get your bearings throughout the day. And, and really, there weren't many games where the line really uh, kind of at the end of the game really mattered very much. Um, the one game that got a lot of big, there three of them really, the, the Irvine upset, uh, the end of the Florida State and Vermont game was kind of close because uh, Florida State could have dunked the ball at the end but ran the clock out. And then the Duke-UCF game was fabulous. So we had a great setup at the Westgate. Um, I loved it. I just w- Next year, I wouldn't come on a Tuesday. I'd fly in Thursday afternoon or something, Thursday morning.
3: Oh, yeah, Tuesday. Uh, you got in on Tuesday?
1: Yeah, because I, I did it so late that um, there were no flights on Wednesday. So yeah. I just got in Tuesday. I, I actually would fly in Wednesday night probably and then just be ready to go thursday but i still i think fremont street too um i got a free room it was it was actually fun on fremont street because things aren't overpriced and it's not just it's not wild at night um and crazy and, and things happen so i liked it it was a good trip
3: what do you think i know we're talking a lot about uh college basketball and the ncaa tournament sweet 16 games continuing today but what do you think about the pass interference changing rule in the nfl
1: so just like every rule change we have initial freak out right the 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 NFL is going to end as we know it. This is going to take up so much of our time now. We're going to – every every single play is going to be reviewed. Blah, blah, blah. Same with the helmet rule. Remember, the the, the new helmet rule is going to ruin the NFL, and guess what it really did. The same thing is going to happen here, right? So there's no extra challenges for coaches. They still get two. So they have to be more wise in the way they use them. It's, a, it's another way for coaches, I think, in my opinion, to stand out over other coaches. How yeah. do you save your challenges for pass interference? I think there's gonna be an extremely high bar to overturn a pass interference. I just think that I don't think they're going to be like, oh, there's a little bit of contact here. I don't know. I're gonna to have to be like, look, this guy's arm was clearly grabbed. there was clearly a restriction. like there's gonna to have to be clear evidence to overturn it either way. And lastly, inside of two minutes, everyone's like every play is gonna be reviewed. like let's calm down.' It's, it's a replay review initiated from the booth. They look at the play first. They're going to decide if it's a P.I. and then buzz down. They're not going to buzz down every single play to look at it. They can see the replay as fast as we can. And if it's, a, and if it's an incomplete pass, they even have more time. The team's going to huddle. They're going to call a play. They have, like, they have 30 seconds to figure it out. So let, let's calm down. The point of the rule is so we fix the flaw in the system. So we don't have the end of the Saints-Rams game be influenced by a non-call. It was, a, it was an egregious non-call. And and funny, people bash the NFL for being rigid to change and rightfully so. They, they take a long time to do something. This is something that was voted on 31-to-1 um, with the NFL owners and all the 32 head coaches wanted this change so clearly it's something the NFL wants and it's a it's step in the right direction so I'm glad they did it it's not a, it's not a sweeping change I, I just don't understand the overreaction to it. it's not going to do very much and, and I'll tell you this, the, the last comment I'll make is everyone's worried about Hail Mary's I think the NFL is going to tell the replay review to ignore Hail Marys. Um, I think you open up a can of worms and you get the Hail Marys. I also think that unless a guy is actually physically tackled to the ground on a Hail Mary, they're not going to call pass interference. So I think we need to, like, I, I know that's kind of just an assumption on my part, but that's sort of the way the NFL does a lot of these rules is, you know, early on they might, you know, in the preseason we'll probably get a lot of these pass interference, overturned, and there'll be a lot of challenges on it. But then as soon as it goes on, we'll get less and less Hail Marys. I'm telling you, the last thing the NFL wants is to end a game on a pass interference on a Hail Mary it's just—it's a bad look. I don't think they're
3: going to do it. Yeah, we'll save those for NCAA tournament games involving my team. Uh, thank you for, uh, for waking up early with us. We'll talk to you next week, Shorts. All right,
0: all right, take care. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
2: app. TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: Friday picks. I'll give them to you in a moment. Uh, you can go v- uh, vote in our poll question. I can't keep up with all the mentions, but my poll question on the morning was uh, In the wake of Tennessee's latest collapse, this time against Purdue, should I retire as a sports fan? Uh, nearly 14,000 people say yes, I should retire. Thinking there's a lot of truth to it. Uh, in the meantime, I'm not going to retire from gambling. And I probably should definitely retire from gambling. Uh, last night went 2-2. Two and two. Um, Tonight's games. Uh, I am on LSU plus 6. Uh, I am on the Auburn, North Carolina over. I'm on Virginia Tech plus 7 or 8, depending on what line you get. And I am on Houston plus three in their game against Kentucky. Dub, do you love any of these games?
2: I really love Houston, I think. Getting two and a half, I mean, I think they're going to wait for the We don't obviously. think P.J.
3: Washington's going to play, right? So yeah, I think and that, that and factors that's huge. In, in a big way.
2: If he's playing, I like, I like Kentucky. If he's not, I like Houston. I mean, that's how important he is to this basketball team. So if he is not playing, I'm all over the Cougars.
3: Yeah, I, I agree completely with that as well. I think if P.J. Washington is not playing... It's impossible to bet on Kentucky, uh, Danny G. What game do you like the most there from a
4: gambling perspective? Like Dub, I'm all over the Cougars too. Hey, um, and in <laughs> basketball, <laughs> uh, my bracket. Because I know you uh, like nobody hearing about cares brackets. about
3: your bracket. Yes, they do. Stop talking about your bracket Clay, unless you're fifty and O and trying to go <laughs> perfect on your bracket. Leave Nobody me alone. cares about two things in the world. I'm trying of sports. to win a Westinghouse your bracket, TV. Your bracket, and I don't mean your bracket in particular. I mean every single person out there. (laughs) Nobody cares about your bracket, and nobody cares about your fantasy football team. (laughs) Unless you are perfect in your bracket like that poor bastard was (laughs) who was 49 for 49 until Tennessee ruined his life, too, and lost that game. So, unless that's the case, then nobody
4: cares. In my bracket, I have Michigan State. Nobody cares about your bracket.
3: I am banning the phrase in
4: my bracket on this show i got michigan state and uh, north carolina in my in no, your bracket no bracket is done this is the most duke i can't wait to see zion tonight and of course i'm rolling with houston all right all right but duke clay will zion have the game of the tournament tonight nah. no duke's losing duke is
3: gonna, i think duke is gonna lose i agree you guys I are both Brown. wrong i think duke's gonna lose to virginia tech you're
4: both wrong Nah, they're gonna lose. Is that how you have it in your bracket, Clay?
3: I don't. I don't even. I. I. The bracket <laughs> no, talk dude. is banned. Does no one care? Like, okay, you can say like who you pick to go to the final four, right? Like, when the when the NCAA seedings come out and you have a chance to look at them, that's a great time to talk about what you expect to see. Once you stop doing that, if you are over the age of like fourteen. And you're sitting there worried about how your bracket looks, you are a huge loser. Like, unless you've got thousands of dollars on the line in some high-end uh Vegas or uh or you know, like shady high-end uh bracket challenge that you enter, no one cares. And then only people care because there's money on the line. It literally you couldn't have done less then write a name in on a piece of paper or click a button on an internet site to put out that. So nobody cares about your stupid bracket. Care about gambling picks? Yes. Your stupid bracket? No. Just like nobody cares about your stupid fantasy football team. Yeah,
4: because gambling is so much different than brackets. I won my camera. this year. different. Oh, yeah.
3: There's money on the line. There's money
4: on the line for the brackets, yeah,
3: you're $8, too. Your $8 entry in the bracket challenge that's, doesn't that's count.
4: That's all some people bet, you Mr. Big Pockets. I mean, no, not, not all I'm of us saying. can drop $60,000 on a bet. Yeah, and yeah, there's I won a my big fantasy difference football between
3: $60,000 and $8 on your bracket challenge. Nobody cares about your stupid brackets.
4: I know you can just easily gamble away the staff's bonus money, but the rest of us are paycheck to paycheck. I didn't
3: gamble away the staff's bonus money. <laughs> I put it on the line... So So you could have even more bonus money, and then you lost it. You you lost it. I didn't lose. The NFL lost it.
4: I picked the Rams in the NFC Championship game. Did you listen to my advice? On your bracket? No. No on the air. When you went around the horn and we got to pick that game, I picked the wrong fantasy football champion. Yeah. Did you listen? No.
3: Well, you had it's your it's 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 <laughs> your loss as much as it's my loss. Everybody would have gotten a lot more money if they called that pass interference oh, penalty. Just go retire already. Retire. Your life will be better. It's <laughs> kick. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at
0: foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Oh, oh.